Conrad started his PhD at the Department of Management and Engineering less than a year ago. He had all of one day to move from Poland to Sweden to start his new position, and he's here today to share how it happened. My name is Rebecca, and this is Work at Liu. Welcome, Conrad. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, hi. Uh, thank you for having me. So first things first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How are you? <laughs> so uh, I'm pretty good right now. Um, I'm a PhD student at LU. Uh, I'm I come from Poland. I started my PhD in October, so I still consider myself relatively fresh PhD students. Student, although uh, yeah, I guess there are some newcomers that are more newer but yeah it's still the beginning so it's just been a few months yeah half a year seven seven months yeah okay that's good because we never know when people are listening to the episode <laughs> so it's always good to talk in months uh so you're from poland yes what's your background in um so i started my bachelor's with green technologies and monitoring at the chemical department and then i switched to chemical engineering mm-hmm but I wanted to kind of switch uh, the field more into the system analysis, but uh, I still wanted to do it about biogas. So yeah, it was like kind of um, perfect match with the position that I found at Liu. So that's, that's a great uh, segment into the next question, which is how did you end up at Liu? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, basically I just wanted to found a PhD position outside of Poland. Mm-hmm. And uh, my main aim was to do research regarding biogas, mm-hmm. whatever it would be, either in laboratory or uh, other case. Um, and since uh, Sweden has pretty um, well-developed research area, mm-hmm. Uh, in the biogas-related sector, especially that in Linköping you have the Biogas Solution Research Center. So I would say it was like a perfect match. And uh, yeah, and that's how I found it. Uh, and then I found myself here. All right, all right. Had you ever been to Sweden before or was this like a leap of faith into the unknown? It was totally uh, my first time when I just flew here to sign the contract and to uh, check the apartments. I managed to um, have uh, a meeting to look at them. So I haven't been to any Nordic countries before. How much time did you have to prepare your move to Sweden? So I finished my last contract on 30th of September and I was starting the PhD on the 1st October. So, so one basically day. <laughs> I used this day to take a ferry from Gdańsk to uh, Karlskrona. Uh, and luckily for me, it was Saturday. So at least I I haven't go to the work, but uh, I had no like time in between. Oh, that sounds quite stressful. <laughs> Yes, but I think I was very lucky with the apartment because I managed to find something that I really like and uh, it was already one year contract. So 
I heard that a lot of people struggles with uh, moving, especially when you're not in the system before. Uh, so since I managed to have the contract starting at the same date as the PhD, so I was just driving to uh, yeah everything ready, but I know that it's not a very typical case to be. And yeah, people look for like a one month or two month solution and then they have to find something else. So yeah, but on the other hand, it was kind of stressful to <laughs> match it like in 24 hours uh, difference. Is it usual for PhD positions to start in October? Do you think uh, it was easier to find an apartment because it was around that time? Or Yeah, I, I think I was very lucky. Uh, I have no idea about the starting date of the PhD position. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any rule. Hmm. Um, but the October was good since the uh, semester starts in uh, August, if I'm correct. Yeah, late August. Yeah. So... Uh, the students that they have to find apartments, they already found them. And uh, apartment owners who didn't uh, have no one uh, yeah, renting them were in a need. So, uh, yeah, I think I had three apartment viewings. Um, and also the current market situation was kind of also in my favor because two of them were trying to sell the apartment in, uh, during the summer. So since there is no demand right now, they just decided to rent it again. So I was like extra lucky, I, I guess. I mean, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love yeah, to hear yeah. that. <laughs> um, you mentioned that you wanted to, like you took this PhD position because it was a field that interested you. Yes. Um, but what about like, did the country play a role in that as well? Or was it just about the PhD topic? Um, the country itself, uh, well, I have to think about it first. But, <laughs> um, so I had some assumptions about Sweden before, mm -hmm. uh, which were mostly true. Um, but I think the research field was like the main uh, and of course the finances, financial situation uh, which is also great here like the uh, conditions that are provided here are I guess at the top level when you look look abroad uh, especially that I can compare it to the Polish situation which is uh, well not well uh, suited for doing staying in the research uh, right now. So mm. I guess those were like two main uh, mm, re uh, yeah, reasons or uh, for me. Yeah. Did you know, like, did you do a lot of research about the university beforehand uh, about like work conditions here? Maybe a bit um, because my PhD is also funded by the Biogas Solution Research Center. So it's kind of looking more into their portfolio than mm. like the university itself. Um, but yeah, of course, I also like take a look since <laughs> it's five years perspective. So it's like kind of good to know where I'm going. Um, but um, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, as I mentioned, like I was just focusing on the 
to go outside the country and to stay in the biogas field. <laughs> Are you enjoying Sweden so far? Yes, um, I think I had a very good time here so far. Um, like the only things I can complain is I could complain is weather, but since I'm from a cold, windy, rainy <laughs> city, it's almost like exactly the same as uh, to what I'm used to in Poland. So does it feel like home? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like in a bad way, but still though. Um, I know that some people complain about the weather, but yeah, as I mentioned, it's almost the same, maybe slightly worse, but uh, yeah. And I guess that's the only thing because the rest is uh, really great. And how have you been dealing with the uh, Swedish winter? Um, I think the sunlight difference is around half an hour to Gdańsk okay. sunlight time. So it's almost like non, uh, I, I don't feel the difference that much. Still very similar, interesting. Yes. Um, but uh, I guess more f more to the north, it's like I have a friend in Vesteros mm -hmm. and uh, I think she felt more uh, of a difference. Like it's almost an hour mm. compared to Gdańsk situation. So um, yeah, but... Um, it didn't uh, bother me that much, so that's yeah. good to hear. I think uh, that's you're part of a rare minority <laughs> that doesn't struggle with Swedish winter. I feel like most people, especially the further south they're from, yeah. the more they're like, "Oh no, the Swedish winter." <laughs> um, and even me, like I've I've been here for three years, but mm -hmm. even even now, I mean, right now we've been having some sunny days and a spring is coming in and we finally left the winter behind and as soon as the days started getting sunnier I was like I have so much energy right now <laughs> and I want to do things I want to go outside and suddenly the world is not as bad as it was before <laughs> and then I was like ah yes this is spring <laughs> so it does change a lot yeah but now that you mentioned it I think I also felt it for the first time in my life but <laughs> not because it was something different, but more like I noticed that people are really uh, enjoying it and it's like spreading to, um, yeah, to myself. I also bought like a balcony uh, chair and table so <laughs> I can sit in the sun. So those are like small things I haven't done before, but I guess I could, but I haven't seen people enjoying it before. Yeah. So I think uh, Swedes definitely don't take the sunlight for yeah. granted. <laughs> And especially when it gets even warmer and summer comes around, then there's just everyone just sitting on picnic yep. on picnic blankets everywhere. Yep. Here on campus, in the park, in the city, everywhere. It's great. <laughs> I agree. Um, you mentioned that you moved to Sweden in just a day. Yes. Um, but in terms of uh, bureaucracy and paperwork, uh, did you have any struggles or difficulties there that would be important to share? Um so I guess it depends if you're European Union citizen, mm. because uh, I guess when I compare my cases with some other PhD students from other countries, they had more struggle or like the decision time from uh, like tax agency, mm. they, it took longer. But I think I managed to have uh, personal number and uh, in somewhere like 
two weeks. Two weeks. Two, three weeks, I think. Oh, wow, that's fast. Yes, I, I was also surprised <laughs> because someone told me they waited like three, four months and I was like, so I cannot have IKEA membership for yeah. like three, four months, but um, it was pretty quick. So um, That's amazing. I think, yeah. I think that's quite rare. Uh, when I first came to Sweden as, as a master's student, not as mm -hmm. a staff, but I waited five months for my personal number. Which is crazy. Yep, because yeah, without it, you don't exist here. And it's True. very difficult to have anything settled, like internet, uh, the apartment, gym membership, the IKEA membership, which... Yeah, <laughs> very useful. I was so surprised when I went to IKEA and I wanted to have the membership, but they said, no, we have to have the personal mm. number first. So, um, yeah, so the... Bank ID level, I think it took me around one and a half month, mm. something like that. So, um, but I believe the the October time was also good because when students come here, they uh, I guess have much more work. So maybe it's also like season related when there's Could more uh, more um, yeah people in lines or something like that. But. Uh, I guess I, I really had a very lucky case uh, when I'm looking back right now <laughs> at those things. Um, and as a EU citizen, you don't need to worry about visas or anything? Yeah, exactly, like any working or living permit. So just like all very smoothly. And um, I was also surprised by the university, by bureaucracy, mm -hmm. because the working contract... I think it was two pages and <laughs> I was used to like <laughs> Polish situation, which is like, you know, a contract for some small work. It's like 20 pages long Oh wow! and they expect you to go like through all this stuff. And he wrote was like one page to sign. And I was like, but, but it's like some <laughs> pre-contract to sign or something like that. And it was apparently everything. So um, I was very surprised by this. Uh, what would you say are the main differences between Poland and Sweden? So you mentioned that the winters are very si fairly yes, similar. Yes, the, the weather is very similar, but... Um, the contracts are very different. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely um, by their size and value. But um, I think generally the society trust is on a very different level, which, which made me very surprised that... Um, for instance, we took a trip to the ski resort um, with other uh, PhD students with, mm -hmm. from uh, LIU, PhD organization. And um, we rented the equipment. And when we were given back, I was so surprised there's no deposit, there's no nothing to sign mm. that I'm giving it back. It was just one person collecting life from everyone. Like everyone expected you will just show there and give it back. Like it was, um, yeah, very strange and it would never, maybe it will happen someday in Poland, but it didn't happen. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure if such a solution exists right now there. So I was mm. very surprised and, um, Maybe the queuing was also something that um, 
maybe I wasn't surprised, but I get so used to it that the cues are having such a hmm, value or <laughs> respect that yeah. when I was in uh, for Easter in Poland right now, it was the first time when someone uh, came in front of me, like uh, <laughs> into the queue, and I was like, oh, it can exist, like it wouldn't happen here for like <laughs> no way. So um, I guess, yeah, the, such a life, mm, yeah, life, uh, everyday life situation that you just don't, you never thought about them until they happened in different way. Yeah, I think it's always interesting to hear how it's usually very small things that people, when I ask this question, it's usually very small things mm -hmm. that people mention, like either the way they talk or the queuing yeah. is very it's very typical or how Swedes react to sunlight is <laughs> also very typical. So it's usually small things. And yep. I think that's really fun to notice these small cultural differences between countries. Um, how would you say that the educational or work systems differ because um, you mentioned the contracts, um, um, but uh, like Sweden is fairly popular in terms of like work-life balance and th that's a big topic here. Uh, would you say that lives up to the expectation? Um, so I also worked for three years as a research assistant at my home university in Poland and uh, work-life balance is like on very different uh, side of the scale. like. Mm -hmm. Here, uh, for instance, I told my supervisor that I was working over the weekend and he gave me advice that I shouldn't do it <laughs> because the weekend is for the rest. So it's uh, like... That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good supervisor. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Um, so like the respect for the uh, work time and uh, the life time. I think it's uh, very comfortable and uh, yeah, I, I almost felt anxious for the first two months because uh, I didn't have this pressure that I was so used to it. So um, it's um, really working well here and uh, everyone seems like uh, very... Um, normal about it like it's not fake but it's like just uh as something as should be what do you like to do in your free time do you have any hobbies so uh i go to gym i i run i play video games so uh that's most of the stuff i do in my free time um uh, recently i also learn swedish um and yeah, I don't know if cooking is a hobby, but... Uh, it can be a hobby for sure. Yeah. So some people do it for survival and I do <laughs> it for fun. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's good. Because then you can do both. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice combination. Well, it sounds like you're using your free time. <laughs> yes. I... Um, I, I <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. I'm not bored here. So there's that's a lot good. of things to do. <laughs> It's good to not be bored. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about what your thesis is about? I mean, it just started in October, so it's not super uh, concise just yet. Yes. But you can talk a little bit about what 
you do or what you're thinking of doing or what the research group that you're working with does? Yeah, so I can tell maybe about my first paper I started working on, which is uh, a multi-criteria assessment of fuels that uh, might be used by the trucks for mm -hmm. heavy-duty transport. And um, so it's like an assessment how well they perform in different areas, like in economical one, environmental, social, like what benefits or dangers they can bring. And um, biogas is there as one of the alternatives that could be used for it. Um, yeah, I even managed to get my abstract for the conference in July with this uh, paper. So I guess it's kind of going well. It sounds like it's going well for sure. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Um, so now just to finish up, do you have any advice for someone that is either thinking of applying or has already applied and they're on their way to Sweden now? What is your like biggest advice about Sweden or about working here or the best thing you learned? Um, so I believe that if someone is inter interested in staying in research or uh, combining his career with research then it's like a very i would say one of the best places that can be chosen um with the um, yeah, environment and uh, possibilities that are provided here however if the weather or the <laughs> sunlight time is something that might be an issue or i don't know the distance from the family um then it might be challenging so it's i guess it's very personal um thing to consider but generally i would really advise to try applying balance positive yes <laughs> definitely all right i think that's a great note to end this episode on thank you so much for coming honrad thank you and i hope that the listeners have learned something new today thank you yes thank you You've listened to Work at Liu with me, Rebecca, and this episode's guest, Conrad. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes and check out Linköping University's vacancies page if you're interested in applying for a position here.